Welcome to my podcast where I talk about all things related to money, mindset, finance, business, and investing. My name is Royston Kambabachi, qualified accountant with over 30 years' experience in finance and business. Coming from a very humble background, I have continuously challenged the assumptions and the expectations of what I'm capable of achieving for myself and others. Over the years, I've helped hundreds of entrepreneurs to decipher finance and to make more money and to run highly successful businesses. On this podcast, I will share with you tips, strategies, techniques, and tools that you can use to make more money, manage money better, and to maximize your success. Welcome to episode eight of the podcast. And how are you guys doing out there? Hope you're doing well. Of course, uh, this is a very challenging time. And uh, I think there's some good news on the horizon. Uh, Vaccines are are available or be made available as early as this year. So I guess we can probably expect things to go back uh, normal or into the new normal, I guess, sometime uh, next year. Obviously, if you listen to this podcast, it's recorded uh, in November 2020. So I'm just talking about, you know, things that are happening right now. And which brings me on to the topic for today is financial plan. The financial plan is something that you look ahead. You know, you want to achieve a particular outcome in the future and you start planning for it today. Now, it might be a bit of a difficult topic to think about in this environment. But look, uh, if you listen to previous podcasts of mine, you'll always hear me say that nothing lasts forever. I think even this virus uh, is going to pass. It's going to pass. And then ultimately you have to think, right, well, what have I done during the lockdown? What have I done during the virus period? Have I lost it all? Have I given up? Um, What was my kind of thinking? You know, that's why it's very important to have that vision, to have that long-term game plan. You see, because even if you're not winning right now, you still have to have a strategy for how you might come back and win the game, the game called life. You know what I mean? So I'll be touching as well on the whole aspect of life planning as well. And um, obviously life planning is a more complicated, more, I would say, all-encompassing aspect of financial planning. But to me, it kind of goes hand in hand, you know what I mean? So look, obviously some people are doing quite well still, you know, they're they're still in the jobs. A lot of people are being uh, on polo if if you're in the UK and therefore they're getting paid to stay home. (laughs) And some people are just getting the full pay and some people are their business is doing quite well a lot of people obviously are impacted uh, severely by uh, these conditions and others are still trying to launch businesses and do stuff because hey there are businesses that have been launched even in a recession and have done well so i'm saying all this to say that it's not all doom and gloom you know what i mean um and that's why as you sit back and you think you know where you are right now you have to also project where would you like to be, say, in the next year or in the next few years, right? And that where financial plans sort of are coming. A financial plan basically is a roadmap for your money. You know, it's a guide to achieving your financial goals. And clearly, that applies to you as an individual. It applies to you uh, for, as a family person. It also applies to companies and to, to governments as well, right? Everyone is a financial plan. I mean, you can call it a budget. But I, look at, I like to think about it uh, about in a bit more encompassing, you know what I mean? Not just a budget. I mean, a budget is only one aspect of the financial plan. So I'll be dwelling, I'll be diving down into the different aspects of your financial plan 
I'm telling you what a good financial plan should uh, consist of uh, from my perspective. So for me, a good financial planning should basically detail the following, your cash flow. You know, how do you intend to earn and spend money yeah, now and in the future? You know, for me, that's really important because obviously money is, money is not everything. You know, as I said this on a previous podcast, as Zig Ziglar said, but it's right there with oxygen. You just can't do without it. So you have to always uh, think and plan and say, well, how am I, how am I going to keep making money? And look, things change. When we have a job, you can lose your job. You can be redundant. You have a business, you can be severely impacted. And that's why, for me, you need multiple streams of income. You know, that's something I really worked on from a very... Uh, young age, you know what I mean? I worked, since I was a teenager, you know, how to have multiple streams of income, you know, from my mother, from my grandmother, from doing side jobs, you know what I mean? Even I started working, I remember out in the Caribbean uh, in my 20s, I was doing three, four different things, you know, whether it's farming, whether it's an accountant, whether it's teaching, you know? And I think right now it's important to have multiple streams of income. If you're in business, you're a business owner, you want to have multiple products and services so that when one thing dry up, the other dry, uh, keeps going, of course, yeah? And obviously, how do you spend the money? Well, for me, you must do a budget. I cannot keep reiterating that anymore. You have to have some sort of a plan of how you're going to spend the money based on priorities, you know what I mean? Um, don't just base uh, your, your expenditure on emotions, you know? I was reading this book um, a couple of weeks ago, and I always he said, and wealth uh, is and, and business success is basically is a game of emotions. You know what I mean? Are you able to control your spending? You know, if you can control your spending and save more than you spend, you will be doing good. Which brings me on to the second aspect of financial planning: you have to have saving goals. Yeah, and you might save for something short term. You know, or you might save something long term, you know, whether it's, you know, you're getting married, you know, whether you want to uh, have a family, whether you want to have uh, children, your children do cost a lot of money. I know for my, my own self, right? I think my boys at least cost me a couple hundred grand, pounds. Yeah, that's soon. I mean, you're saving for retirement, you're saving for a property. So you have to have saving goals. Of course, you can save for a holiday. You can save for your nice luxury car. And you can save for just to go shopping, right? At Christmas time, you know, that's right around the corner, right? So I'm saying, you know, with every plan and with every goal, there's always short-term and long-term. But you do want to have some kind of a goals, you know, something to look forward to. And you want to make sure you put aside a portion of your money, you know. There's always, you know, the 50-20-10 rule, you know what I mean? Obviously, 50% of your money might go on expenses, uh, 10% you should give away potentially or tithe, and 20% you can save, right, if you are that way inclined, you know what I mean? But I'm saying you must have a saving plan. Now, debt management is really an important aspect of financial planning. Because let's face it, then my previous podcast was all about debt and how uh, you must, not not a must, but most people incur debt to build wealth, yeah? And what I'm saying here is that when you once you incur the debt, you have to have a plan of how you're going to clear the debt, whether it's your mortgage, whether it's you know, your car payments or your credit cards. 
And one of the ways to clear the debt is always to pay off the highest interest rate first. Yeah? Because obviously there's a cost of debt, you know? And if you're in business and you're borrowing money, it's called the cost of capital, you know? But then what you really want to do is look at all your debt and have a strategy to pay it off, to clear it down, you know? Um, sometimes you can even consolidate it. I mean, over my years, I've done various things, you know, with loans and credit cards and that's I said earlier, you know, to buy properties and to do different stuff as well. I had various different consolidation loans, you know, whenever there's a better interest rate, you know, you try and clear things off because you can save quite a few uh, thousand pounds. Matter of fact, one of the best things to pay off early is your mortgage, you know what I mean? I've got a plan right now to, to clear, actually, all my mortgages and stuff in a couple of years, you know what I mean? So for me, that's quite exciting. It's my plan. Because um, for me, you know, financial planning is so important, you know what I mean? I think it cannot really be over-reiterated uh, in terms of uh, the, the importance of it. And most importantly, you've got to invest. You've got to invest. Let me see, saving, to me, is, is saving. You're saving for something that, ultimately you're going to spend the money on, you know what I mean? But when you invest, you're investing in an asset, and that asset, uh, to me, is going to give you income. You know, and I have said before, an asset is something that gives you income, a liability, something that takes money away from you. But to me, you have to have different savings, you know, different investments as well. And with investments, you want to diversify. You want, you, you want to have asset allocation, you know, and I do have a formula for investing, uh, which goes like rate, R-A-T-E. It all depends on the rate of return. The R is for risk, uh, A is for the amount, T is for time, and E is for the expected return. So your, your rate is important as a number of factors. You know, hopefully you captured that. It's one of my little formulas to work out, you know what I mean, uh, to select investments, you know. It all depends on the hurdle rate the rate of return. So always try to invest. And as a matter of fact, investment is one of the ways to have another source of income. Tax planning. You know, tax is one of the biggest expense in business and in personal life. As a matter of fact, if you're an employee, you pay the tax even before you get your monies. You know what I mean? But there are strategies still that you can use to, to pay less taxes. You know, there are strategies, you know, to sort of... Uh, reduce your tax efficiency rate, you know, because, for example, with pension, what happens is that if you put a bigger percentage of your income so your employer might match it, that pension, right, and, and that's tax-free because, obviously, because the pension, there, there, there is no tax on it. So there are tax-efficient ways of even taking bonuses, you know what I mean? And if you run in a company, you know, there are tax-efficient, efficient ways of even paying yourself and pay, paying your employees and there are also tax efficient ways of running your company. It's one of the things that um, I specialize in. Um, also work in partnership as well with uh, someone who's an accountant. We, we, we have a firm between us and we have a lot of clients as well to save taxes, you know. So tax planning is something that's quite big, you know, because it's important when you're doing a financial plan. You want to plan for taxes. You want to plan for inheritance tax. If you want to inherit something or if you plan to pass on something to someone when you die, you can plan for that now. Yes, you can literally 
plan uh, to pass on something when you die. You know, it, these are quite important aspects of wealth creation, you know, you know, planning, looking ahead. Obviously, retirement is a big thing, right? You know, look, I personally don't believe in retirement. <laughs> you know, I, I don't believe in work till you 60, get a pension and then stop working and then die. You know, for me, I believe in working. You know, I, I plan to work until forever, you know. Um, so I don't really condone with, with, with retirement, maybe because I'm an investor. Uh, I, I guess they say it's either pension or property. I just go on the property route, you know what I mean? But if you so fortunate that you've been with your employer for the last 20 years and you have a job, that's great. And maybe you're looking forward to retirement in the future. I have known people who retired at, at 45, at 55, and that's quite cool, you know. You retired at 60, that's good, you know. But you have to plan for life after work, you know. But for me, I intend to work forever because for me, by working, you keep active, you know, you keep, you live longer. I know people who retired and even they go back to the Caribbean, they build big houses and shortly after they retire, they die. You know what I mean? So I don't like the word retire too much, you know. Um, I just intend to just work, right? So look, from a, from a financial planning perspective, you can use an investment advisor or you can use a good accountant like myself, yes? That, that's really a good place to start in terms of validating your financial plan. The financial plan is something that you may want to start to think about, something that you may want to do when you want to look at things like tax planning, you want things like investment allocation, you want to look at things like, you know, how do you make sure that, you know, you are paying off the right debts first. That's when you can work with an investment advisor or, as I said to you, a good accountant, you know, like myself. I do help all my clients with financial planning, planning and forecasting, you know, looking ahead and making sure that um, they have money put aside for the things that they really want to do in the future. Look, for me, it's an ongoing process, right? And I guess you can think the same, right? Because a plan, right? What, what good is a plan, you might be thinking? Because, you know, things change so much. The only thing that's constant is change. You know, and last year plan may no longer be valid today. And today's plan may no longer be valid tomorrow. But that should not stop you from planning. The planning is a guide. And for me, I'm a visionary person. So for me, a plan, and maybe it's my star sign. I don't know, I'm Aquarius, you know, but I like to, to have some kind of a structured thing, way of thinking, some kind of a structured way of going about how I want to achieve a particular goals. I mean, if I reflect on my own accomplishments, and um, things haven't always gone to plan, but I would say my plan has guided how things have gone. You know what I mean? And I don't know for you, I mean, I mean, how do you see financial planning? Do you see it as a waste of time? Or do you see financial planning as something that can help you to achieve your goals? Matter of fact, what are your goals? Have you taken the time to define, you know, your short-term and your long-term goals? To me, that is so important. You know, I often know I serve a vision board. I've got great vision, you know, for next year. I've got vision for a couple of years ahead, you know what I mean? Um, and there's certain things, obviously, that has changed drastically in terms of my own life. But obviously, I'm repositioning and I'm replanning. You know, that's why for me, it's an ongoing uh, process. Now, I want to talk about life planning versus financial planning. What, what is really a life plan? Have you ever heard the term life plan? Do you have a life plan? Do you have a life coach? Do you believe in any of these things? 
Look, many years ago when I was working uh, over in Aviva Investors, uh, doing some big balance substantiation project, I meant to go for uh, for like a promotion, you know. And, you know, the COO, he said, you know, look, I'm going to give you a mentor, someone to guide you. And I started working with the mentor. And to my surprise, you know, she started asking me questions like, do you have a life plan? And I, a life plan? No. She goes, you should have a life plan. Well, literally, I never actually written down one, but obviously I thought about my life and I thought about my plan for my life. And that's probably the extent to which I went. Now, I do have a financial plan, but a life plan basically is a roadmap for your life, you know, that helps you prioritize what is important to you, yeah? It helps you to make decisions based on your priorities, you know what I mean? To move towards the kind of life you want, yeah? So I would say my life plan is not written down, but, you know, because I'm a visionary, um, I think my actions, my values, my behaviors are all aligned with my vision, you know what I mean? So to me, life plan, vision, financial planning should all go hand in hand, you know what I mean? And look, you may just be a person who want to just live. You just live day by day. You might think, okay, what's the point in planning? Maybe you know people who had great plans and then they didn't live to see it, you know what I mean? So you just, I don't know, go about your life without, I don't know, any kind of structure. And yeah, maybe you get into life like that. But for me, I think it's better to have some sort of a structure, some sort of a, so something to look forward to, even though you may never see it. You know what I mean? What happens? I mean, I mean, let's just think about it. What if you live to 120, but you never planned anything? You know what I mean? Are you just going to just tumble into each day? You know, um, matter of fact, it's even good once you have that vision, what you then do is that you then have like, you know, a monthly plan or you have like, you know, a weekly plan or you have like a yearly plan. One of the ladies who I work with, they gave her a shout out, uh, Melissa Shervington. She actually created um, a planner this year. She has it on sale, you know what I mean? So maybe you can grab it. You can, you can Google her name, Melissa Shervington, and get her life, not her life planner, but just a planner, a yearly planner. It's very important. Some people have a yearly planner. Like, for example, it's coming into the new year next year. You may have a yearly planner. One thing you want to accomplish in the year, as I said earlier, you know, be, be family things, be it spending more time, you know, with your children, be it like, you know, planning for your children education. Maybe you want to get uh, married. Maybe you want to buy a new property. Whatever it is, you know, this is the time when you come into the new year to have a new plan. When the big companies I've worked for around this time of the year, they always do something called like a three-year financial plan, you know. They have assumptions, you know, they look at different Factors, economic factors, you know, internal factors, they can pass data. And companies do that, and most of them are very successful, the ones that do that. And you might find that you as an individual, I think you will find great benefit from doing a, a financial plan as well, yeah? So let's look at some of the things that might be in a life plan. So first of all, as I said earlier, you want to create a vision. You want to dream big, you know? I remember one of my teachers from primary school days, Miss Franklin, she said, you know, aim for the sky. If you miss the sky, you might hit the treetop. You know what I mean? So have a vision. For me, a vision is something that can really propel you. It can keep you going even in difficult times like we are right now. I also think that you need to then perform 
some kind of an assessment, a reality check of where you are. Because if you want to get from point A to point B, whether in business or personal life, you want to really assess where you are. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are your opportunities? What are your threats? What are your SWOT analysis? You know what I mean? But there's other assessments that you can do, you know. I think as you proceed, you want to have like milestone checks, you know. How are you proceeding against your plan? What's not going to plan? And you want to make adjustments accordingly, yeah? Um, in business, we call it variance analysis. Once you have a budget, you have the actuals, you then do a variance analysis and then you try to, you know, make an adjustment to your variance. Okay, we call it a remediation action. I think you should be doing the same thing in your plan. If you made a plan sometime back and it's not going as you would like to go, I think you should look at what didn't go so right, look at what decisions you made and what outcomes you had and change that decision, you know what I mean? Because your decisions actually influence your outcomes, yes? So you can want to, let my look, I want to prioritize in that. The next thing you want to do is obviously, is obviously prioritize. You know, you, you want to prioritize, you know, your life, you know? Um, you know, what's your focus? Are you going to focus on career for the next few years? Are you going to focus on family? Obviously, in a business, are you going to focus on expansion? Are you going to focus on, I don't know, having a strong infrastructure? You know, right now, for example, in my business for this year, I've been focusing on putting structure and processes and systems in place, you know? So like next year, for example, when I start to scale up and ramp up, then the processes are able to, to you know, to support the growth. Yes? So... I've been focusing on that as well as I've been focusing on getting some really good case studies as well, you know, working with some people and uh, it's, been, it's been a bit hit and miss, but there have been some people who have got some really good results for and I'm expecting some really great case studies um, from that, you know what I mean? So I'm saying you always want to prioritize, you know. Um, for me again, it's not a priority. I remember last year I did some property development out in the Caribbean. I'm so grateful because this year... I couldn't, I mean, if I left it for this year, it would be like a waste of time, you know. When, when I reflect, I'm so grateful for the things that I've, I've done, you know. I planned it, you know. Um, I remember I went I out to the Caribbean, I had an architect, I had a physical plan of what I want to do. I had to get uh, a, a builder and work with him to get this done. It's the same thing with whatever you want to accomplish in your life. You want to have a plan. You want to really get an architect. And, you know, obviously, if you're a Christian, to me, the architect is God, the universe. But you want to really have faith in the universe that your plan will come to our fruition, okay? I feel like I'm preaching right now. But basically, you also want to have values, you know. You, you want your plan to be underpinned by some fundamental beliefs, some practices, you know what I'm saying? Basically, you want to have some kind of a, a value-based system, you know, on which you make your plan. Because, for example, where values come in is that sometimes you have to make decisions, you know, that, that could be life or death, you know. Um, for example, if you look for someone, for example, let's say you're taking care of someone and they come to a point where they're on a support machine, you have to decide, should you switch it off or, or, or leave it on, you know what I mean? I remember that happened, that happened to my dad earlier. I wasn't exactly close to him. But I know that um, when he was going, well, close to death, they were calling me and they were telling me, yeah, you know, your dad, your dad. Yeah, he's on the life support machine. And what should we, well, the decision wasn't my decision. But should we switch it off or should we leave it to run? 
You know, these things can be quite nerve-wracking, you know. But just the same, in life, you know, as you plan a life, as you have you plan a longer-term life, there are some decisions, there's some curveballs that will come at you, and you have to deal with them. And the way you deal with them will be fundamentally based on your belief system, based on, you know, you know your practices, you know, based on how you view life, you know. So that's what I'm saying, you know, you, you, you want to have some core values. And more importantly, you also want to establish some goals, man. You, you want to have some goals, you know, for, you know, for different stages of your life, you know, whether it's your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. You want to say, this is what I, I, I aim to achieve by this point in time, you know. As I said earlier, you can have short-term goals or long-term goals. And more importantly, you have to execute, yes? You have to take action, you know, because what's what's the use in having a plan, a vision, a life plan if you're not taking action? To me, action is what gets results. Massive action is what gets results. So look, overall, uh, I think financial planning has its place. As I said, in business, a, a plan is really important because um, resources can be limited. And then you have to think, okay, how do I allocate my resources? How do I achieve my outcome with my limited resources. For example, right now with this uh, pandemic, with things that are happening, resources are limited, you know what I mean? Uh, maybe you had a life plan and things have completely changed. You have to replan. So for me, it's a continuous process, you know? But by planning and by replanning, I think you're giving yourself the best opportunity of achieving the outcome that you desire. As I said earlier, you can work with a financial advisor, you can work with an accountant. You can work with someone who is able to probably mentor you or coach you or help you along the way um, to achieve your financial plan. Always think it's best to work with people who have been there, who have had the scars, um, who have made the failures, and you work with them. You know, you probably get your results faster. So I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode on financial planning. Uh, I couldn't cover every aspect of financial planning, but I hope you got some tips and some tricks as well for you, but then go ahead and uh, prepare a financial plan that will help you to uh, achieve your goals. So all the best. Until next time, this is Royston Kamabach. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can find out more about me by Googling my name, Royston Kamabach. I'm on all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can find me on YouTube as Roy Cumberbatch. And if you are listening on YouTube, please hit that uh, subscribe button. Or you can find me on my website at www.rackmac.com. That's R-A-C-M-A-C-S dot com. It'd be great to hear from you. And do feel free to tell me about any topics you want me to cover on future episodes. Until next time, be good to yourself and others. Keep positive and reaching for your financial goals. Bye-bye.